Hello, and welcome to the Sports and Entertainment Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Sam Kingma. Andy Barr used to be a professional soccer player until a horrible injury ended his career. Currently, he works as a physical therapist and high-intensive trainer, helping other athletes stay in shape and achieve their dreams. Today, Andy joins us to discuss the PT field, the problems with sports science, as well as upcoming tech that will change physical therapy. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing great, thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I wanted to start this interview asking, what exactly is the work you do at Innovate Performance? Um, so my work is to really try and optimize the, the health and longevity of athletes of all uh, levels, uh, but specifically uh, elite athletes is most of the experience that I have and clientele that I work with. So my background is uh, physical therapy and high performance training, and um, I specialize in uh, reducing athlete injury risk and uh, development of uh, physical performance. So I uh, consult with different teams and uh, work with uh, a lot of elite athletes, mainly in um, the NBA and also uh, a lot of soccer athletes who come over from Europe. And how did you get involved with working in physical therapy? Uh, well, I started as a, a professional soccer player in England and I got injured and uh, I wanted to stay involved in sport and help athletes um, in trying to avoid the things and mistakes that I did and try and help them, uh, you know, stay healthy. And I, so I, I went to physio school uh, as soon as I got injured and um, did that for three years uh, in England. And I was fortunate to get a job with a professional soccer team straight out of, of college. Uh, then I did a master's in sports science. And when I uh, moved over to the US, I did my doctorate in physical therapy. So um, it was more spurred by me wanting to stay involved with sport and work with athletes and you know, being the, on the medical side to, you know, use my uh, knowledge of the game, but also, um, you know, apply that to uh, physical therapy and physiotherapy. Now, you mentioned that not only do you do physical therapy, but you also do high performance training. Uh, what are some of the major differences between those two things? Uh, well, physical therapy is often relates to the medical side where you are um, either treating or rehabilitating an injury. So someone might have um, injured a certain area of the body, which you're providing a, a rehabilitation um, assistance with uh, to try and get them fully recovered so they are in you know, optimal health to return to play uh, the sport of choice. Whereas high performance training is looking at um, what the, the players' demands of their sport are and then uh, formulating a program that uh, allows them to develop them physically uh, as a as a player within their sport. So it's more about player development, um, improving strength, flexibility, body awareness, uh, fitness specific to the sport, um, and just more durability so they they can um, you know endure uh, the the different demands of the sport and also stay healthier for longer and fulfill their career potential. So it's kind of like a personal trainer for high performance uh, training? Yeah, like personal training, but uh, it's more related to uh, performance need of the sport. Personal training is usually relates to, you know, someone's um, cosmetic needs, so to speak. Whereas often when you're doing high performance training, you're working with athletes who cosmetically look great usually, but they need to um, be capable of coping with the demands of their sport specifically. So you look at what the sport is, what the references to that sport, what the demands are, what the specific actions are of that sport, 
and then how do you develop a program to that so you apply certain uh, assessments and tests which identify deficits and then those deficits um, guide the programming which then um, allows for reassessment to, to see whether there's progress um, so it's a bit more of a scientific approach which relates to uh, the demands of the game as opposed to just like get working somebody out and you know anybody can really like work somebody out but if you've got if you're um, skilled in your area then you you should have a, a, a full assessment of the needs of that person um, to then you know develop an optimal program that's individualized for their needs and it's you know it's it's especially essential when you're working with athletes because every athlete's needs are different they've had different injuries in their past which um, influence how you manage them uh, going forward and um, you know when they play in different positions you need to tailor their programming towards that um, so there's lots of different facets of of what you should do when you work with an athlete as opposed to just comparing it to personal training have you noticed any interesting or frightening trends in your field in the last like five years or so i think there's a big surge of uh, what people are referring to as sports science um and i think and technology like there's just been so much technology and sports science that is coming on the scene which I think is only going to get um, you know technology is just going to get more and more advanced and uh, more and more um, involved the the challenges the putting everything into context within the right reference of the sport itself so um, often technology uh, and sports science comes from more of a generic uh, perspective it's looking at sport and it's you know the technologies developed by um, people that are really tech savvy as opposed to coming from a practitioner perspective or uh, sport centric and there's often um, you know things are taken out of context and numbers are driving practice as opposed to the sport itself and the culture driving the practices best practice and then technology and sports science fitting in to support that so I think um, you know there's a great um, great potential with what, what's coming into the, into the, the field of um, sport and strength and conditioning and physical therapy, but the, the, the practitioner needs to catch up with the, the rate of which the, the sports science and technology is um, emerging. Now you mentioned uh, recent technologies. Uh, can you kind of expand on some of those that have like fundamentally changed or improved just sports therapy and training? Yeah, I think um, some of the wearable technologies uh, as, a, as a starting point, um, you know, that gives really good insights into different types of uh, loads that the players are exposed to uh, in terms of accelerations and decelerations and distance covered and um, high speed running, that type of stuff. So you can track uh, the outputs and the physical outputs that the player is uh, uh, performing during uh, practice. So we can quantify what they're doing from an output perspective, but um, often uh, the cognitive aspect of playing isn't taken into consideration when you solely focus on uh, physical outputs. And you know, when you're playing sport, uh, sports about communication, uh, decision making, executing your skills, and then it's about physical outputs and the the quantity of those actions that that the athlete is performing. So. Um, and that was hence to my example earlier on. It's it's really important to you know appreciate what the tech's providing, the numbers that are being delivered, and you're able to to gain from that. But it's about putting it into context and understanding. Well, that's just outputs. It's not actually decision making and communication and and the quality of the actions that are taken into consideration when we can't really measure them um, uh, quite yet 
because you know the technology isn't there for that but the coach's eye is the most important thing in those situations but the numbers should be there to support what the coach essentially is uh, is doing um but yeah that's an example of of what what's um, really uh, emerged in in, in terms of uh, the technology that's out there right now especially wearable tech now you keep bringing up context in regards to sports science do you believe that context is the biggest challenge that you're working with in your industry right now uh yeah it can be yeah i think um often you see things taken in isolation and especially with the area that i uh, specialize in which is injury risk reduction player development um, there's so many uh facets to to that so many variables that influence injury and there's so many facets that influence performance so you can't just isolate one area with one piece of technology and you know one um uh, selection of data points You've, it's got to be a multitude of different data sets over a longitudinal period of time which uh, allows you to um, you know make better decisions and track progress and look at fluctuations within context of each other um, so for instance you know when you when you're performing at the highest level there's many different things that will influence um, somebody's performance not just their ability uh, from a skill perspective, you know, how well they've slept the night before, what the energy levels are is, is essential. And energy is the biggest thing to execute in your skills. So there's many things that can influence your energy and things that you can track, such as sleep um, or nutrition or training load or levels of emotional stress, cognitive stress. All these factors fit into how well somebody performs uh, day in, day out. And, and, the, and also the... Uh, uh, chances of injury so if you're looking at one thing in isolation then you could be missing a big piece of the puzzle and your um, decision making from that point uh, you know you could be making interventions or uh, diagnoses based off of uh, things that are just in isolation and not within the context of everything else that's going on but if you can apply your decisions within the context of multitudes of different types of data that um, are relevant to the athlete then you can be more effective and make better decisions. And I think that's the direction that things are going. What do you see on the horizon for sports therapy? Uh, for sports therapy, um, I think, again, more individualized approaches uh, for each person, uh, more personalized approaches, uh, more understanding from a, a holistic perspective, taking more of the, the human approach rather than just looking at things as a joint by joint uh, basis. I think in the future we're, we're going to be um, more cognizant of, of the person as a whole and how the emotional state influences the experience of pain and, and their ability to recover from injury. So having, having greater uh, appreciation of that from a sports therapy perspective is, you know, I think the, the way that it's going right now uh, and what's on the horizon in the future. I think being able to utilize certain texts to help tech to guide um, those decisions and understanding um, when somebody's uh, stress levels are higher than they necessarily need to be and how that's inhibiting um, their ability to recover is, uh, is going to be something that is going to be used more frequently, I think, going forward. And that, that gives a, a bigger picture in terms of how the body is healing in itself. So being more holistic in their approach by utilizing tech that we can put into context of the of that that person to make a personalized program 
and not just focusing on, um, you know, in isolation as to what the, from a musculoskeletal or joint perspective, it's more of a um, holistic approach to, to recovery. And I got one more question for you before we end this interview, and it's what inspires you to do this kind of work? I just, uh, what inspires me is seeing people uh, achieve their goals and um, be able to, you know, accomplish the things that they love to do. And uh, that, that was one of the things that I, I wasn't able to do with my soccer career. So what inspires me now is just being able to help athletes uh, avoid uh, injury and stay healthy and just uh, achieve the things that they want to achieve and be able to apply my experience in uh, injury risk reduction, um, utilizing my, my technology that I use to uh, assess uh, potential deficits in biomechanics and then um, automate potential um, areas for specific development. That, and then applying that and just seeing the, the, the outcome. And you know, this, this, off, this last summer, um, I've, I've saw that multiple times where we have players that um, hadn't, a couple of players I work with hadn't um, played for, for an extensive period of time, but then um, they really wanted to you know, do everything they can to get back. So we did a full biomechanical screen and um, were able to provide some really good insights into the things that they need to work on and develop. And uh, just being objective throughout the programming um, was really powerful because it allowed them to see from a, a data perspective uh, the things that they needed to work on. And if they um, gravitated away from the program, the data and the, the tech that we were using was able to show them what they needed to, to pull back in and, and recover more in certain instances. And um, the results were phenomenal. And that just really inspires me, just seeing how, um, how impactful it can be when you bring together um, uh, experience and, um, and understanding of, of, of context and then allow tech to, to help guide that process. When it all comes together, it's, it's really inspiring. And um, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see where you know, th this more and more in the future. Thank you for coming on, Andy, and thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe for previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Sam Kengma, and you have a fantastic rest of your day.